Hello all and welcome to the very first episode of the Into Deep podcast. I'm your host, Jake Wassef, but to properly introduce you to the voice you're going to be hearing all throughout the episodes, uh, I'm a 27-year-old guy broadcasting from my hometown of Brighton, England, where I've predominantly grown up and also recently moved back to after living in California for roughly five years, uh, which is why all the guests so far on here uh, are going to be predominantly American, if you're wondering by that point. Uh, but aside from that, I'm a jiu-jitsu and art enthusiast with a penchant for stuttering, and that's all you really need to know. Uh, and just to give a bit of insight on what this podcast is all about, I'm essentially trying to have non-debated discussions about topics people would tend to find controversial or have otherwise somehow neglected, and I feel the need to be addressed. Uh, everyday things from what defining a genuine friend is, to what, uh, just to coming to peace with the massive questions of what happens when you die all of which I feature people who I feel have the best grasp or knowledge on the topic, and hopefully everyone, and including myself, can learn a, th- a thing or two without resorting to name-calling like we do on social media. Anyway, today's topic is about gun control, which during the time of me recording this podcast was a hot topic, uh, as there'd been the shooting in Florida, and the guy who bought massive amounts of guns to Vegas. Uh, there was also the March for Our Lives protest, and many other different scenarios that have happened for decades. Uh, my guest is my good friend Jeff Morgan, who has not only got brilliant knowledge on gun control, but actually worked in an ammunitions plant making and distributing bullets. In fact, it was actually quite scary how much I didn't know in comparison, as you'll be able to tell with my lack of answers to his questions and my ums and ahs, which, FYI, there are going to be a lot of those throughout these episodes, uh, as at times I've got a horrible tendency not to articulate all my thoughts too smoothly. Which I know is ironic for a podcast host, but regardless, I tried my best and I tried to emulate the average guy who would ask these questions if he didn't know pretty much a damn thing about guns. So I hope you all enjoy. should be going. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I mean, the numbers are going on the phone and the recorder. It's magic. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll trust your limited technology. It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, speaking of limited technology, uh, well, I guess not so much now these days. We're talking about guns. And, Jeff, I would like to know your opinion on gun control. Does it really work? Because there's a lot of hot topic debate about this kind of stuff recently, especially, like, especially today with the the shoot. Well, the shooting was, uh, was in Miami, right? Well, no, wait. The, no. the Florida, no. No. The most recent one was in, I don't even know my facts. That's up, why I have you. It was up north. Uh, in was Palmdale. The most recent one? Yeah, the one today. Today? Was today. The one today? I don't even know there was one today. Yeah. What? Feature, including whom? Well, I wasn't like there. They didn't put up a marquee with their names. I don't know. Was it a mass shooting? Is what no. I mean. <laughs> no. Nah. One person shot another person. No, that's that's horrible. But, it was a, but apparently, it was at a high school. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a, what, just one person got killed. I don't even know if they got killed. Let's see. We can Google this, people. We have technology. There's I don't think they got it. killed because there's, only, there's not enough mentions of it on the internet. Yeah, really. God, that's pretty sad. No, just hospitalized. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> just and, that. That's why there's no media over-sensationalizing of it. Yeah, right. Um, uh, yeah, well, at least, like, the not, not, not the local news, let's put it that way. But, um, 
the the most recent well not the most recent but the uh, one of the recent ones where it was involving the, the high school and then everybody did the March for Our Lives protest and everything like kind of all over different states yeah um, that's been kind of a it's been a hot topic pretty much like throughout decades really since like guns have been here but that one has sort of put it back into the it's been again. longer than decades, try centuries. <laughs> well, remember, yeah. remember when I ran you guys out of the country? Those were guns. This is very true. <laughs> How dare you? Wow. <laughs> Whatever. Well, and the French helped. The French. <laughs> the French. The Come French. on. They just they they just smoke cigarettes and watch. Uh, <laughs> sorry if you're French. Um, I'm so, sorry if you're French too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so. What, what's your opinion on it then? Like, what? What? Because a lot of people, uh, ever since the, that recent one in the March for a Lives protest, everybody is sort of demanding more gun control. Let's get rid of guns. They're evil. They're killing everybody. We can't be trusted with them. What do you think? What do you think about their opinions on that? And, I don't think anything of their opinions because those are the same people that are also proclaiming that Trump is literally Hitler, and now they want to give him their guns. So see. the whole argument is self-defeatist because <laughs> you can't say that the guy who's in charge of the country is literally a Nazi tyrant, but let's give him our guns because that's the best solution. Yeah. <laughs> it is not a logic-based argument. No, and I, f I think it's fair to say that a lot of the... And I guess the other question, what do you define as gun control? Well, that's the, that's another question, isn't it? Like, what, what works? Because a lot of people... I mean, the the kid that got... It was the AR-15? AR AR-15. And it didn't... Uh, all the all the word is that he, the circulating is he got the he got the gun from a Walmart or something like that, right? Is that right, or did he get it from no. like where did he get the actual gun? I don't actually remember the facts. It was I, Walmart doesn't sell AR-15. They don't do they? Yeah. No. You know what an AR-15 means? You know what the AR and AR-15 means? Assault rifle, I'm assuming, or no? No. Oh, well, that, that's that's it's Armalite rifle because that's the brand name. Oh, I did not and know it's that. model number 15 because they made 14 before that. Why do you always tell me you don't know about guns? Stop doing that. <laughs> you know plenty. I knew I was right. I'm just saying, <laughs> it is not, AR does not mean assault rifle. That's so misleading. God. That's exactly what you'd think it would mean. Anyway, yeah. Well, AR doesn't mean automatic rifle. Also because really misleading. AR-15 is not an automatic rifle. It's a semi-automatic weapon. Oh, I see. As are pretty much every gun in the United States. For sure. That's Except so weird. Yeah. Well, that's really weird then. Because, I mean, so I guess maybe like the, the words got sort of like got lost in Chinese whispers, but I... Or I'm, maybe it was sensationalized by people with a specific agenda. That very well could be. No, not that. Not <laughs> but that they would never do that, never Jeff. No. No. no, 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 no. No one's got an agenda. Everybody's so again, equal. what does gun control mean? Well, so, okay, so everybody that was kind of ranting and raving about, like, you can buy... Forms of guns at Walmart or rifles or whatever they may be. Um, having an age limit, having uh, like restrictions on the type of guns you can buy, and all this kinds of stuff. Is there? Do you see any sort of scenario where there is a form of gun control that might be able to prevent things like the, you know, a school getting shot down or something like that? No. No. No, but, yeah. <laughs> because because the laws are already in place. There are background checks. There's waiting periods. All of those things have to happen. Right. And all those things did happen, not to mention the, the incidents in Florida where there were several other red flags that were raised about the individual who did it, and the law enforcement failed in every step of the way, including the background check, because they illegally, illegally purchased his weapons. Right. So all the background checks, all of him not being 
suspended from school or arrested because of other programs put in place to try and keep keep kids off of the legal roles and into the educational roles is not proving an effective deterrent. If there's no if there's no consequence for a misbe uh, a incorrect or un unacceptable behavior, why would we would ever think that anybody's going to change their behavior and they're just going to continue to push the boundary? That's what children do. Yeah. Right. So again. Everything that we put into place to keep people safe, mm -hmm. gun-free zones, mm -hmm. <laughs> don't apparently seem to prevent people from getting killed in the gun-free zones. Yeah, well, that's. An, I was going to quick. Can you quickly glaze over some of those things that they have already been put in place for other people that might not know? Because I particularly, I don't really know a lot. Well, of do them. you want to go back to 1982 when they rolled out the Brady Bill? Oh, sure. Why not? Because the Brady Bill, you know, that's named after, right? The Brady Bunch. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I don't know anything. But uh, you come to this country, and yeah, right, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying my best, mate. I really am. <laughs> James Brady was, I believe, the secretary of something. He's on, on Ronald Reagan's cabinet, right? Okay. And when uh, the whack job tried to assassinate Reagan mm -hmm. to get the attention of Jodie Foster, mind you, oh, wow. this was motivation. Jim, John, James Brady was shot in the head. Right. He recovered. But then he became this big proponent for gun control, gun blah, blah, blah. So they put these laws in place. Remember, this was during the Reagan years, so the Republicans actually did this as well, which doesn't mean it's a Democrat issue or a Republican issue. It's a government issue, really. That's what instituted background checks. Okay. Right? And originally that was placed in place on handguns because handguns in the 80s were the death, you know, were the, the big scary bad weapon because oh they're easily they're easy to conceal. Right. Didn't care about rifles mm. and long weapons because it was all about handgun control. Didn't want people to just walk in and buy a handgun off the street and walk out and start shooting people right as they got come out the door. Right. So that was the first step. Brady Bill going to solve all crimes. And they didn't get put in place in the, in the same year because he it was I believe it may have been in the Bush administration. No later, definitely than Clinton, that the Brady Bill actually got put into law, but it had been kind of growing for about since, like, the NC Reagan was shot in, I think, 81. Right. So okay. I don't remember what year the Brady Bill was put in place. I, look, I can look it up and sound really smart then. But uh, So what you're telling me is we should blame Jodie Foster for all this. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so let's see. The Brady Bill was signed into law. It's probably by Clinton, to be honest. Press secretary, that's what it was. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, 1994, so it was Clinton that put it in. Okay. But, again, Brady was actually the press secretary for Reagan. Um, so the first target was handguns, and it was okay to have rifles and yada yada. So then you started seeing the issues in, when the Clintons were in, in the Clinton administration was in office about tougher crime laws, and, you know, there's some debate about whether that was specifically targeted towards uh, – lower income urban populations because they seem to have more impact on incarcerating more uh, African-American people than Caucasian people. Mm. And so this latest state, and, you've seen, and I don't know when all the stuff in California started because it happened before I got here, where California started these weird laws about you can't have a magazine greater than 10 rounds and all this other nonsense that really doesn't serve any purpose to prevent anything. Mm. Because, okay, if you have a 10-round magazine, that's you have to change magazines more often. Mm -hmm. And it really is a pain in the butt when you go to a gun range and you have to go, well, I can only do 10 shots and I have to stop and reload. It's, it's just, sure. it's not stopping anything. 
Yeah. They're, they're superficial things that aren't addressing the root cause, and the root cause isn't the instrument, it's the person using it. I right? see what you're saying, yeah. And because uh, a lot of people sort of get, um, I hear this a lot, is uh, someone that would, uh, they, people always go, why do you need a weapon of war, like a rifle, like a, a fully automatic uh, machine gun, things like that? And um, You do know you can't buy a machine gun in the United States. You uh, cannot. You can't, so that's, yeah. That's... Well, you, you can, but you have to have a special permit granted by the ATF. But what, what is the ATF? The Department of Alcohol, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Oh, I didn't know they even all. They were all. Wow, that's funny. I didn't even know they were like all. Actually, it's a bureau of ATF. Maybe I mean, kind of departments bureau. The ATF controls who can actually have access to buy automatic weapons, which is why when you go to Vegas and stuff like that, you can go come fire a machine gun for an overpriced amount and get thirty rounds and burn through it in you know a couple seconds and you feel all tingly. Yeah. But you are not the the common seller, the common product sold is not an automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. It is a semi-automatic weapon. Right. Every pistol uh-huh. is a semi- semi-automatic weapon. Sure. Uh, that's magazine-fed pistols. That's um, the... I don't know what are they called? I'm drawing a blank now. The revolvers. Okay, yeah, Those yeah, are yeah, all the... semi-automatic. A semi-automatic means that every time you pull the trigger, it fires, fires around. Right. Rifles are the same thing. The only thing that are not automatic, semi-automatic weapons or anything is bolt action where you... Like the... From the JFK movie, where I had to shoot, cock it back. Oh, okay, right, right. Or a shotgun. Shotguns are not semi-automatic. You have to chamber a shell each time, right? Semi-automatic just means when you squeeze the trigger, a round goes out. Okay, right. So that's the because I always wondered what was the like difference. Like automatic, you you just hold it and it will go. Hold it and it'll keep firing. Sure. And that is not sold to citizenry. Right. And and anything that is sold is controlled. It's not sold to people. It's sold to generally. A business, uh, Hollywood has them for their their props departments. Certain they have specific people that are allowed to have those. They're very well maintained. They're inspected. They're audited and everything like that. It's all traceable back to who has access to that. Yeah. Not like just random people can go in and get a an ATF ticket to go buy an M60 machine gun. Right. How did it? So, like the the guy in Vegas that uh, I, I can't remember like every single detail, but he didn't he have like an arsenal of weaponry in like a like one of the hotel buildings or something like that. How did he get that then? Like, was it, how, how did he get that? Yeah, if you can't like, I don't know if he had like all Mac weapons. I don't, I don't know what weapons he used, but he had like a he had like a lot of. There thing. were a lot of weapons. There were semi-automatic weapons. There was a bump stock, which apparently was a modification. I don't know much about. Right. I won't speak. I'll speak unintelligently about that. But apparently allows you to fire at a faster rate. Okay. But there's no law. I think the laws are that you you have to wait. I actually looked it up earlier. Like, you can't make. Firearm purchases within five days of each other without raising some kind of flags. Right. I believe that's what it is. Is that there are specific limitations on the number of weapons you can buy? But mm-hmm. if you have the money, you can buy one weapon a week, and you can get fifty-two in a year. Right. Without filling out all the forms, do everything legally. Right. There's no right. limit on how many weapons you can you can buy. Yeah. And uh, so no same way. There's no limit on how many cars you can buy. Sure. How many knives you can buy? Yeah. How many hammers you can buy? Yeah. Probably in England you can't, you know, buy <laughs> certain limits on the number of cutlery you can buy. But you know, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's just because they're they're getting wacky, wacky too. Yeah, yeah, I gotta change that stuff. You know, hope but I... but again, so I mean, so this wasn't something that was just a spur of the moment thing. Yeah, this is he something he clearly that... had this planned out and thought out because he made you know from the limited things I've seen about it, where he made multiple trips up with specific bags to. With multiple types of golf bags and big 
uh, luggage so you can move things in there, and you don't just acquire thousands of rounds of ammunition overnight either. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's something that obviously so, he was doing for a while. So all of the laws that are in place yeah. don't prevent things like that from happening. It's not, it's not the law. I mean, if if the laws worked, yeah, teenagers wouldn't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. People wouldn't have been smoking pot for the last in the state of California for the last you know five or six decades before that became legal for sure it's the laws don't deter even with the increased you know uh, penalties mm. they don't deter they don't deter people who are committed to doing it right yeah because they're gonna so so what difference is it gun law with the the city with this tightest gun control laws right now or one of the tightest gun control laws in the United States is Chicago mm. it is not preventing gun violence from happening right Mexico, no, this is actually correct enough, but in all fairness, I read about it, wasn't sure. Mexico, I do know, has tougher gun control laws than the U.S. Okay. You're not generally allowed to own a firearm in Mexico. <coughs> Yet they have, on a per, percent or per capita basis, higher gun crime rates than the United States. Right, yeah, yeah. So again, if you can point to a place where gun control works, I'm all, I'm all ears to listen. But it's not really been proven to be effective at stopping people from killing each other. It doesn't end the crime. It just changes the weapon that they use. Right. I see. You know, you go from you take the guns away. The criminal who was already intent on committing a crime isn't going to care that the law says don't use a gun. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point that you bring up. That obviously, you know, teenagers wouldn't drink if the if the laws actually did work and everything. But uh, I mean, someone for like myself, I come from obviously England, and um, oh, is that where it's from? No, it's actually <laughs> I was lying. <laughs> this is a fake accent. I'm from Texas. Really? <laughs> yeah. They uh, over there, we don't really have a, too much of a problem with guns. It does exist, but it is rare, and we it's kind of hard. It's a lot harder to get a gun over there, and I wonder, like, how did it get to the point, like, that it is over here? How did, like, how did, how did, like, America get so many guns to begin with? Like, why don't we have all these guns? And why don't, like, other countries in Europe have all these guns and things like this? What? Well, other countries in Europe do have that many guns. Okay. Switzerland. Switzerland is, yeah, okay. all right. I did not know that. Switzerland, every, every household has at least one gun in it. Right. Because they are the standing army. They are the standing reserve army for, for is, is the entire citizenry. Yeah. Do you know if their gun crime is worse than America's and Mexico's? Have you ever heard of a Swiss gun crime committed? Not really, but then I don't exactly. know if that's just because right. it's like... So again, it's not the tool, it's the behavior of the people. Right, okay. Right? It's the culture. Now, you ask how we got there. This country was founded on revolution mm. against your people, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The, the, the oppressors from England. Yeah. There have been guns in this country since since its foundation. Mm-hmm. The Second Amendment was put in place, I believe, in my interpretation, because the founding fathers of the United States wanted to keep the citizenry armed on par with the government right. to prevent tyranny from escalating. Sure. And you can trace back to the 20th century, mm-hmm. some of the worst atrocities committed by tyrants and dictators mm-hmm. were preceded mm. by disarming the countries. Right. Russia... Vietnam, uh-huh. China, right, Germany, right. After World War One, they disarmed the citizenry. Yeah, and so when the government came to conscript the Jews and conscript 
the gays and do all those things, not conscripted, you know, actually, but to round them up. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't have the ability to fight back and defend themselves. Yeah, right, right. And that's the one thing that nobody seems to want to talk about, right? Yeah. Is that the government doesn't give me the right to defend myself. It's the amendment. No. Or, or is no. it, no. It's the law of nature. Right. Right? Okay. If somebody's going to attack you. Yeah. You, I don't care what the government says. There's no law that says you don't have the right to defend yourself. Yeah. It's legitimate. That's yeah. a valid standing. Yeah. Although in schools, mm-hmm. the kid that starts the fight and the kid who gets attacked, yeah. it's the same punishment because they don't want to deal with it, right? Sure. But the problem comes down to, again, blame the victim, not the, not the, not the aggressor. Mm-hmm. So the aggressor's behavior never gets modified, right? Yeah. So it starts there and it just it, it, it amplifies over time. But... We don't blame a person for defending themselves. Right. So if, if we can acknowledge logically mm. the criminals use firearms mm. to commit their crimes, yes. the majority of the time, or even knives, yeah. or whatever, it's going to be some kind of a weapon, yeah. right? Then how can anybody in their right mind logically say that you shouldn't have the ability to defend yourself with the equal amount of force that your aggressors are coming at you with. Yeah, uh, I think that's a fair point. And I think um, that's another question as well. A lot of, do you think then, uh, do you think having more guns, as crazy as that sounds, would actually be a deterrent, not an effective deterrent against anybody that's trying to... How many crimes are committed at the police station? Well, boy... I don't know a lot, and I'm going to assume a very small amount. How many mass shootings occur at police stations? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> exactly. Next yeah. to none, right? Because yeah. you don't hear about it. Yeah. Now, somebody's going to come back and say, oh, but they happen on military bases. Do you know why they happen on military bases? Trying to get their guns? Because no. Or take, taking away the defense? No, no. No? no. no. Um, because military bases are gun-free zones. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. You are not. You are allowed on a military base and have to... And this was my basis of 20 years ago, and the rules have only probably gotten tighter. Yeah. All the weapons that the military has yeah. are locked up in an armory when not in use. Yeah. Locked room, locked racks with a chain around them, double or triple locked, depending on the nature of the firearm. Right. This is just firearms, not, not even talking about the big stuff, right? Yeah. So, and then the bigger things are left. There's no rounds available. You know, the, the artillery, the cannons, the tanks, those don't have rounds in them. They're un, they're un, they're not unloaded. So, mm. and the and the weapons inside the armory they're unloaded too. Right. You know where the where the rounds are? In an entirely different, different place, yeah. locked up in an entirely double and triple secured area. So the rounds and the weapons are miles apart from each other. Yeah. If you own a weapon individually, yeah, you are not allowed to keep it in your in your room if you're in the, in the barracks. Right. You're, you have to keep it in the armory. Okay. Right. If you are living on post in a, in a residency, you are allowed to keep it there as long as it's registered on post, but you are not allowed to carry that weapon anywhere but from your house to the range right. and back. Okay. And if you get pulled over and you're going to the base exchange, you're going to your commander's house or something, and they do they do have their own police force, and you get pulled over for speeding and stuff like that, and they find a weapon in your car, you are in big trouble. That's why do they do that then? If that, what's the point of even having all the guns and the ammo, especially if they're going to be unloaded and keeping an ammo? Like it's almost like there's, I mean, it's like a snake without its venom. What's the point, really? 
because it's not politically correct for to feel. There's a guy in Texas who shot up all those people at the at the return center after coming back from Iraq, right? Mm. You know, dozens of people were, were shot and killed because it was a, a gun-free zone. Right. The, you know, and again, these are people who are trained to use weapons on a regular basis. That's their primary purpose is yeah. to, you know, kill things, right? Sure. But they're not allowed to be armed because that's how the federal government laws have been set up to cover the military bases. Yeah. So again, so there's there's a natural counter argument to oh they don't happen in police station, but they don't but they do do happen on military as well. It's because the military bases where people are unarmed. That's so crazy. They're armed, at, all the policemen are armed. Yeah. Nobody yeah. goes to a police station trying to shoot people up because they know they're gonna maybe one shot for somebody's gonna kill them. Yeah. So if if we're trying to prevent if if kids are so important to us as a, as a society and a culture, right? Right. Yeah. To the point where. Beginning back in what was it, the 30s, 40s, we started having fire drills, mm-hmm. right, to practice to get kids out of the school safely if there was a fire. Mm-hmm. Then in the 50s and 60s, with the threat of nuclear war, they had the the nuclear bomb threats, you know, drills, which wasn't going to save them, but whatever. Sure, yeah. So if they're so important, then why do we make that whole area around them a gun-free zone mm-hmm. to the point that no one can be there to protect them? Mm-hmm. Should right. somebody do this? Yeah, and you know, so this is the United States, and I—I I mean, I was, what was he, five months ago? No, three months ago. I was in Barbados. Uh-huh. Got a tour of the entire island, which is the entire country too. So, and they—they they have schools everywhere. Right. Every school, and these aren't private schools; these are state schools, public schools. Every school has one way in, one way out, and it's guarded—it's it's guarded at a gate. Yeah, you know, removed from the school. So yeah, and and the whole thing's fenced and surrounded. Now, yeah, you can climb fences, and again, everybody who's committed to it will yeah, find a way. But sure. our schools are wide open. Right? Yeah, it's been pretty... a while since I've been there, and I have no kids, so I don't have a best interest going to schools because that's just creepy. And I get for other things, right? <laughs> but if it's so important to keep the kids safe, yeah, why don't you, you know, put a perimeter on the school and have it made safe by armed, armed guards? Yeah, there's a question, isn't it? And a, a lot of people, well, some students were suggesting the idea of bulletproof, bulletproof glasses. I, I always thought maybe a good one would be to have, like, an emergency hatch in, like, the classrooms, like, underneath, where you could just shut the, mm-hmm. I don't know, shut the door and, and above you, and then so the armed person will be able to get in, right. something like that. Yeah. Um, I saw a picture online where somebody basically created a way, like, it was like a steel cable that was latched to the wall so the door couldn't be opened. Mm. Enough to get an arm in, so you lock a door, but not be able to then knock it knock yeah. through. So you couldn't get in. And the irony is, I've been through the active shooter training and stuff like that for business responses. And they always say, mm. "It's it's uh, run, hi- it's run, hide, fight." Right. Mm. Last resort is, and the, the, when they get to the fight part, the first part you know, is if you if you hear it and you can't run and escape. Mm. If you can't escape, hide, and then if necessary. Make improvised weapons and be ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, why would I need if I? Yeah. The only reason I need to make an improvised weapon is because you wouldn't let me have the actual the effective <laughs> weapon. So, yeah. so you want me to try and I don't know roll up a new uh, a magazine and start going Jason Bourne on somebody who's coming in with a, 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 a weapon with a handgun or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's an unfair fight. Sure, absolutely. Again, yeah. So again, the rules we've made to make people feel safe and comfortable. They're kind of actually create yeah. an environment where you're the exact opposite yeah. in these situations. Right. So if you want to maintain that rule set to let people have the illusion of safety, yeah, 
then you've got to go back to addressing what's really the cause of the people that are, try, that are committing these crimes in the first place. Hmm. The weapon isn't doing anything. Hmm. If I told you there was a gun sitting on the table, which there's not, and I'll hold it over. <laughs> if we did this whole thing with a gun sitting on the table and yeah. never managed to kill either you and I, yeah. the gun then, doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's obviously right? not. Yeah. It's the person, right? Yeah. And so, again, so why would you create a set of laws or rules that then handcuff or stifle the ability for people to defend themselves? That's unnatural. Yeah, it's a bit odd. And I guess, because um, obviously anybody could get a knife, a car, uh, I mean a rolling pin, uh, a plant pot, which there is a plant pot on the table, by the way, folks. If I if I freak out, <laughs> uh, someone could kill somebody with this. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the truth, to be honest, probably. Um any of those, any of those things can be used. You can realistically, you actually just need your hands if you know what you're doing. Um, so I guess it's we, we have to question. You, you, you can't defend yourself with a hand against a uh, an armed person. Not not an armed person, but really you have, because the limits of your hands are the reach of your arm. But the whole purpose of creating firearms was a projectile weapon. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Look at the evolution of weaponry. Right? Yeah, it began with hands. Then it went to sticks, so that I can hit you and you can't hit me. Mm-hmm. Then the sticks became longer. Mm-hmm. Then it became sword. So not in addition to hitting you, I can pierce and slice and, tr- and, yeah. and, and, and stab you. And I could potentially damage your stick, making your weapon less effective. Sure. Then we went to projectile weapons, throwing rocks, mm. throwing you know the, the arrows and slings and trebuchets. And, I mean, it's just the natural progression. Yeah. As soon as we went to projectile weapons, yeah. the whole course of, of fighting changed, right? Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the common phrase that I heard growing up, which was a long time ago, mm-hmm. Was, you know, Samuel Colt was the person that made every man equal, truly equal. Mm. Because now it doesn't matter who's the biggest and strongest. Mm. The bullet's going to penetrate your skin the same way it's going to penetrate the skin of the the weakest and the smallest. Yeah, that's a really good point. And um, so, we, I mean, realistically, we have to come back to, like, just the nature of people. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, do we we trust them? I guess, I guess the, like, the argument that maybe people would think about is that if we would, if everybody were to have like, can, and I guess the answer is no because it keeps happening. Is people aren't very trustworthy, are we? We just want, I don't know. There's something about us. We just want to hurt and name and kill, even despite how, how many good-natured people out there are out there. There's just somebody who just has just something to just screw loose, mm-hmm. and with that gun, he's going to go and terrorize everybody and ruin a bunch of people's lives and whatnot. Um. Now, I wonder, is that, like, the absolute case for everybody? Does, is everybody, I don't know, because do I guess you don't really hear about it in, like, Switzerland, like we are saying, unless you are there and it does happen, or I'm not entirely sure. I don't, I, I think part of the problem yeah. is that there's been a shift in my lifetime, mm-hmm. so nearly 50 years, mm-hmm. in the United States, yeah. where we no longer... Call people. We never. We no longer truthfully categorize people with mental issues mm. for fear of offending somebody. Yeah. Maybe not even that person, but somebody else on their behalf. Sure. And there's the big eye roll, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think it was, was it Chris Rock or one of the comedians said, "What happened to crazy?" Yeah. They're used to just be crazy. And, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, that's. Everybody had a family owner that was crazy, and you just didn't let your kids be alone with that that crazy uncle because they're crazy and you don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. 
But we've stopped doing that. We've stopped acknowledging that some people are just not right in the head yeah. for how, whatever reason how they got there. It may yeah. not be their fault. Right. But let's not pretend that those people who have mental illnesses and mental challenges yeah. should have the same rights as rest. Now, gun laws as written say people with mental illnesses yeah. cannot purchase firearms legally. Right. Right? But, again, under the fear of offending yeah, yeah. and lawsuits, everybody is too afraid of labeling somebody because they're going to be – because if I label you as crazy – Mm. somehow it's going to reflect back onto me that I'm being prejudicial against you. Sure. And so America's become so litigious and so focused on political correctness that we can't call things what they really are. Mm. We've sanitized our language. We've changed the way that we conduct ourselves to the point where some of it's vast improvements, but some things we just need to acknowledge, it's things don't always fit together well. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, when I went to school, it was still, there was a special education department. That's where those challenge the, the students need extra help and different types of teaching structure went. Yeah. I mean, we have the it's Special not, Olympics because right. we acknowledge right. that these but, people can't do right. they the have, same they thing. They have limitations. doesn't mean they can't accomplish things in life, but again, it's, they're not, they have challenges, so it doesn't always fit the majority of the population. We need to stop making everything about the single point minority or the single point special case and expecting everybody else to assimilate down that way right? because then it's unfair to the rest of the population. Sure. So if we can't label the behavior as bad, which is really the under the, the root cause of all this, is the person who's willing to commit that kind of a crime. Sure. The person that thinks, I'm going to go out and kill as many people as I can. Hmm. There's something fundamentally wrong with that person. Yeah. But we're not trying to get into that. We're trying to say, let's let's not have guns because then... That person can't go out and kill people. Yeah. Well, sure they can. They yeah, can get yeah. a car and run over everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seen it in England, seen it in Germany. Yeah. Or they can get a knife and they can go on a, a, a knife mailing to yeah. one in each hand, right? Yeah. Again, that's happening in Europe too. Yeah. So we need to stop kidding ourselves that the gun is the problem. The the the, the crime is the crime. Mm. The gun just makes it more effective. Sure. Right? Yeah. And again, that's been a technological progression, the same way this is. I mean, we're not writing this down with, you know, parchment and quills anymore while you're, you know, we're Speak recording Speak for yourself, I love my good old parchment and quills. <laughs> but the point being is that things evolve and they advance, the technology gets better, and one of those byproducts, good or bad, depending on your personal opinion, mm. is that the technology of weaponry has improved. Right, yeah, right? of course, yeah. I'll even say that even the swords that we make today are better than the swords that were made, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Yeah. In the mass. I mean, sure, there's still fine artists that made great thing, great swords back then, but the point being is that it's still a better, more efficient process, and then they can be mass-produced. Yeah, absolutely. And if there was no market for them, they wouldn't be there. Yeah. If nobody wanted to buy guns, mm. there wouldn't be gun manufacturers. Yeah, of course. Right? When's the last time you bought a VCR? You know what? Funnily enough... I think they only just stopped making them like last year or something like right, that. But, when's the last, but that's again. But but the demand there, there is obviously used to be not like that, yeah. dozens of people make dozens of companies making VCRs. Mm -hmm. They just stopped making them last year. There was probably one left in the industry, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they were just holding on to that geriatric generation that couldn't get rid of the matlock, <laughs> the matlock you know, sure. tapes. So it's it's just it's the 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 it's the market doing it. And again, criminals. Are going to get, the criminals who are people who are committed to commit the crime are going to commit the crime are going to find 
the vehicles will let them do that. If it's a gun, it's a knife, whatever. Whatever the general population doesn't have, the mm-hmm. criminals will have because it makes them gives them a position of superiority to commit the crime that they want to commit. Yeah, absolutely. And to enforce their will, right? Yeah. And even if it's not a crime, it's going to be the enforcement of will. So an unarmed citizenry is subject then to the oppre- potential oppression of the armed police if they wanted to. Yeah. You know, nobody's nobody is really out there inviting martial law, mm. right? Nobody wants the military to roll in and say, we're going to run this place now and you're going to follow our rules and, and you have to do it because we're armed and you're not. Yeah. But if we're unarmed, mm. what's to stop any person in government from doing that? Yeah. Right? Now we're banking on the kindness of others and we clearly know that, you know, we power corrupts. We can't trusted, yeah. Right? Power corrupts and, you know, there's no reason to believe that anybody, even if they were rightfully elected, wouldn't decide at the end of their term, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going to declare myself monarch, and I have mm. a, a armed military force to back up my my position. And who's going to stop me if, you're, if the citizenry is unarmed? Yeah, and I guess that's the... That, that same argument of like people can't be trusted is probably why we need guns too because it, it works both ways and I, I, that's a really good point too because a lot of people always give the second amendment such like shit for being like was, we wrote it like a hundred years ago and it's like we, we're, we're obviously a lot smarter now we've progressed but it's been a lot more than a hundred I, I don't know how long <laughs> more of a forgive me I don't know my history that well I'm trying my best <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, yeah, but you can remember the 5th of November, right? Yeah. That's, well, that's way more important. <laughs> that's like, that's like twice as long ago as the second amendment was written. Yeah. But I mean, it was literally ingrained into my head as a kid. Remember, remember the 5th of November for everybody ever. And because we light fireworks in the big bonfire in Lewis, if you ever go there, um, which is amazing by the way. Um, but that's, yeah, it's, it's funny because that people will give that amendment like a such like they'll scathe it because it was written so long ago but I guess yeah do you think there are like some things that maybe it should be like updated in a sense like keep the same principles but maybe make it a bit more like clear and, and maybe explain why to people well I, I honestly believe that some people don't care why that they're just they're they're yeah. opposed prima facie that guns are all all guns are bad and there's no legitimate reason for having but yeah Again, let's, let's also think about, you ask why there are so many guns and what really created a culture of guns in America, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So think about, what well, you know the size of England better than I do, right? It's not yeah. a large country geographically. It's about a third of the size of California. Right, okay. So England, Spain, etc. settle in the United States. Right. Land farther than they can, than they can imagine they get here, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the United, the history of the United States began as an agrarian-based economy, right? They were farmers, large plots, and that's why people started coming out and get lots of land. And at the time, land was the indicator of wealth. And wealth, wealth. Yeah. So if you're living out in the on the frontier, hmm. or the nearest neighbor is miles or hectares. Yeah. See how you use that word? I don't know how much. I know it's like, I think it's like hectares, like five acres. I have no idea. What but you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's, you're talking about the, the, the nearest person. Hectares. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, well, the, the fact yeah. that the, the nearest person to provide any kind of assistance to you potentially could be miles away. Yeah. Right? If you're attacked yeah. by a wild animal, mm-hmm. 
at the time, the you know Native Americans, which sure. were again, yeah. it's a whole different debate, right? Or anybody else just trying you, trying to cause you ill. Mm. You need to be able to defend yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you're a farmer mm. and you're out working the fields, and your wife and kids are at home, mm-hmm. how are your wife and kids going to defend themselves against a large animal or a full-grown man who's intent to do harm? Sure. Yeah. You're yeah, a farmer, yeah. right? So let's remember that there's still the majority of this country mm. is geographically located in areas that are still somewhat rural. Yeah. Somewhat farm-based. The, 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 the cities have grown in size, but we still, if you look at the the electoral map, which is, again, a percent-weighted map, sure, you can see that those center states, there's people spread everywhere. Yeah. You can still go buy acres and acres of land. Mm. You're out there on your own. Yeah. The police aren't ever going to respond in time to protect you. Yeah. I mean, it's a misnomer that the police are to protect and serve. Yeah. That's not a universal truth. Yeah, yeah. Most cases, they're just there to clean up after the mess. Yeah. And then do an investigation. That doesn't save you if somebody's attacking you. Yeah. So, again, natural law says you have the right to defend yourself. Mm. It regards what any government says. You have the right to defend yourself. So you should be able to use as much force as necessary to defend yourself against yeah. somebody meeting the same level of aggression, right? Mm. So, unless you're living in a city, mm. if you're out in, in a rural area, you're out in an area where your next, your closest neighbor is, you know, farther than you can yell. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to be armed to be able to defend yourself? Uh, and yeah, that's where the majority would. of the population still lives. Yeah. Right. Is, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah. You so. So it's the people largely, and I'm stereotyping, so that's it, by by that admission, I'm wrong. I get that. Mm. The people who are clamoring for gun control yeah. are coming out of city areas yeah, with, where where their lifestyle lends itself to. I have a fire station within you know two miles of every house. Sure, yeah. I have a police station probably within five miles. Yeah. But police are woefully understaffed. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to respond in time mm. to prevent something from happening. They'll try and get there, but again, if the response time is five minutes, yeah. chances are if you start if you try to defend yourself, you're going to die before they get there, or you're going to be bleeding out when they get there. So, yeah, yeah. So again, the criminals are intent to commit crime to take from take from you or take from somebody. They're already crossed the line of a civil discussion. Yeah, right? of course, yeah. a civil discussion. There'd be a transaction, exchange of money for goods or services. Yeah. It's about enforcing their will and taking things by force. Yeah, absolutely. And usually, I'd say, I don't know, 99 times out of 100, there is a weapon involved in the United States is probably a gun. Yeah. So you're never going to run up all the guns from criminals. Yeah. So why attack the law-abiding people and say, oh, give us your guns because that'll make you safer? Yeah. How does it make me safer if the criminals aren't the ones you're pursuing? You're pursuing me because I'm not doing anything bad with my with, with a gun that I might have. Sure, yeah. And how do they, like, a lot of the time, even though there are all these gun, uh, regulations in place and you can't buy uh, an automatic weapon out in the in America period, well, in, in America at all, right, is what you said? You yeah. Uh, then how, a general citizen cannot purchase an automatic weapon. Right, right. How how do they go about getting all these guns? Like, how does this happen, like, a lot of the time? Is it just from... Uh, Who's they? And that you use a yeah, right. Yeah, you need I should, to I should be more specific. That pronoun, right? Let's uh, okay. Well, then let's because use. You and I aren't, aren't getting an automatic weapon. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, I mean, the gangbangers well, in Compton might be. Right? Well, yeah. Let's say let's use them for an example, real quick. How how do these people go about 
getting like semi-automatic weapons and handguns and all all these well, kinds of things. Semi-automatic weapons, weapons are perfectly legal. Yes. Don't conf- that's, don't confuse you. Semi-automatic, ma- that's semi-automatic the one, weapons. Yeah, right. Every like eighty percent probably or more of every firearm today being sold is a semi-automatic right weapon. Right. And they I mean, you can go. I mean, uh, what kind of regulations are in place for people to actually go and buy semi-automatic weapons? Whatever the current laws are on the books, in the federal level and at the state level. Yeah. I mean, I actually pulled up. Here's the actual form. It's a, it's a six-page form to actually that the gun that the gun shop owners have to fill out to to transact and sell you a firearm. Right. So whenever I talk about, oh, it's easier to buy a gun than it is to buy, you know, a candy bar. Yeah. Really? Because there's six. Yeah, yeah. There's six people. <laughs> which includes a background check, a verification ID. You're not allowed to make a purchase on anybody else's behalf. Right. Um, you know, handgun and long rifle, right? Rifles or shotguns. Sure. Other firearms, which type those are. But and then here's, you know, they actually have to go through and do the identification. They have to go through the. the, the there's a NICS number, which I think is a, their identification number of the gun seller. Sure. And so there, there's not like this is something that just you can walk into and just generally walk out of. There is a, a period that has to all these things. I'm not saying it's going to be, in some cases, it may be a matter of minutes and hours, depending on the retailer and how, what kind of a, a range that they have for that, and the type of gun, right? Because I think handguns are a three to five, a three day cooling off period, right? Because there's always the handgun, Brady Bill, right? Yeah, sure. Brady Bill's about handguns and it had to be a cooling off period. So you couldn't go get mad at your boss, go down to the gun store, buy a handgun, and walk back in and shoot people. Oh, I see. They didn't right, put that right, in right. place for, 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 weapon, for, for long rifles, right? So rifles right. and shotguns. Right. Shotgun does more, a lot more damage than a, than oh, a handgun. Yeah. And yeah, by yeah. the way, most handguns mm. do more damage than a rifle. Okay. the AR 15. Wow. We'll come back to that in a second. Okay. Size of the cart. Uh, size <laughs> of, the, of the projectile. Yeah. So there are plenty of laws in place. And California's got even stricter gun laws, right? And, yeah. Uh, I think New York has stricter gun laws. And Chicago has whatever their law. I don't know them all because everybody's got, everyone's got their, their, their flavor of it. Yeah. But that's for people who are trying to do it correctly. Sure. Right? How, how, yeah, so I'm going to safely assume with all this regulation in place that most of these people are getting these guns illegally. And I, how do they get marijuana and cocaine in the country? And, and a lot of it, other countries, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know where the Uzi is made? The Germany? Yeah. No. Uzi is an Israeli weapon. Israel, okay. The, That's a crazy. The MP5 comes from Germany. H&K MP5 comes from Germany. Okay, right, right, right. But the point is, is that those aren't things you're going to Walmart or to, um, I don't know, whatever gun range, maybe. Right? Yeah. And, and buying, right? Yeah. You know, and Colt and Remington and those guys, they're not making those weapons. They're making shotguns. They're making rifles. They're making handguns. Right. Right. They're not making automatic weapons because there's no market for it. Yeah. The people that make automatic weapons primarily making them for the military. Right. And then they're going to get a side contract with, you know, you know Hollywood for stunt purposes and all these other kind of little demo type things. But that's a, that's a, such a small secondary market. Their primary, the automatic weapons are primarily sold in the military. Right. Semi-automatic, it's everything. Yeah. So the, the, I mean, people that get handguns and whatnot. Yeah. Is it just primarily they're going they're going to other countries and getting them, or it's like? For uh, automatic, I mean, well, no, they're going to other countries. They're being smuggled in. Okay. You know that the right. AK forty the AK forty seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big bad weapon. Yeah, right. Well, that's made. That's isn't it in? Oh. 
Where is it? I'm, I'm just going to take a random guess. Uh, it's not like... It's not somewhere in the Middle East, is it? No. No? Is it somewhere... Is it Mexico? Is it no. America? America. No. no. It's uh, Russian. Russian, okay. That is a Russian military weapon. Right, okay. And it actually fires a larger projectile round than the AR-15 slash M4 slash M16 does. Okay, right, right. And so they're just essentially smuggled in. Yeah. And I'm trying, yeah. And the SKS-90, which I think is another one, I think is a Chinese version. Sure. Some, I mean, I mean, there's, you know, everybody's trying to create some new snazzy product, right? So then yeah, some yeah. of those things come about because they, uh, you know, somebody's trying to be cool and clever with it. But it's a majority, there's no market for automatic weapons because people aren't allowed to just buy them. And they're not allowed to just, and the, the people that, that can manufacture them that have the ATF ticket aren't allowed to just sell them to anybody. Anyway, that's a very heavily regulated part. Yeah, yeah. We're on the legal side. Yeah, yeah, of course. But the people that are getting those to commit crimes aren't following those processes, yeah, yeah, right? Of course, I mean, yeah, yeah. And you can say, oh, yeah, the kid in Florida went and, you know, bought a gun and bought an AR-15, whatever he bought. Yeah. And he bought that legally. Okay. So what you're saying is, it's not, again, not, if we have all these laws in place, yeah. and we're finding out incrementally more and more how many steps in that process failed because yeah. the police department didn't do their job, the high school didn't do their job, the FBI didn't do their job. All these things failed. Mm. The laws were in place. They went through the process. The process broke down. Yeah. Not the gun. Yeah. Not. The, I mean, the kid should have never been able to buy a gun if all those processes, if, if the red flag, yeah. and it was somehow ignored. Right. Again. And you can then blame the person who sold him. Well, if he come, if, if his computer says, go ahead and sell it. Yeah. Goes ahead and sells it. I mean, the, yeah. he's not. He's not. The, the the gun retailer isn't conducting the background checks. Yeah, it's yeah, the it's... law enforcement agencies that are doing that. Sure. And if they're failing for whatever reason, yeah, that's the problem. It's not right. the gun manufacturer. It's not the gun seller. Yeah. It's not the gun itself. Yeah. The process is there to prevent those things. Sure. But if the process doesn't work, you got to make the process better. Not yeah. eliminate the, the the tool. Yeah. And we I got... don't take. We don't reduce drunk driving mm. by taking away cars. From sober drivers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, so, I mean, and I know I'm getting into internet meme things. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't say, oh, we have a fire department, so we don't need fire extinguishers anywhere, right? I yeah, mean, right, those, yeah. Are all those, those are the internet tropes, right? It's like, well, if I didn't need, if I, if I don't need a gun because I have a police department, I don't need a fire extinguisher because I have a fire department. Sure. But there's sprinklers in every house in every new in California. There's, yeah, There's course. fire extinguishers everywhere. I mean, so the logical arguments that are being made for gun control are counter arguments intuitive to all the other things we put in place under the bill of safety sure and um so my i always thought maybe a good idea i don't know if this is like entirely possible i could be just my these could be like pie in the sky dreams but the same way that a lot of phones have like a finger id is there not a way that they could implement that onto actual guns so that someone couldn't access the gun without having to be spe that specific person so and then maybe i don't know make the I don't know, I guess change the process of getting the gun a lot so more. So you want the judge dread gun? Yeah, basically, yeah, that'd be okay. great. Because then, I mean, I don't know. If, if you uh, don't know that, go watch the movie. What, what's that? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. The, uh, the Stallone version, not the uh, That not the new other one, one, yeah. I like the new one, though. I thought it was pretty good. It was good. fine, but yeah, again, yeah. the whole thing, that was the whole part of the, the big plot point on the, the Stallone version. Yeah, I always thought maybe that yeah, that would be a good idea if like that way you know someone couldn't steal your gun and then use it for their own intent or I don't know, even if they did. Uh, like, oh, I see. So by putting fingerprint readers on phones, nobody steals phones anymore. Well, they'll steal phones, but I mean, 
they, well, it, how do they overcome it, though? I, my point is, it's true. It, yeah. you're, you're able to overcome it. And, again, think about what the, the, the application of the tool is, right? Yeah. If the gun is imprinted on me and I'm the only one that can use it, yeah. but I'm not here and somebody breaks in and my wife's here and needs to defend herself, now, she, now I have to have two guns. Now, yeah. now we're tripling, double, tripling, quadrupling the amount of guns in the U.S. because every family member would need to have one coded to their person. Well, yeah, maybe you could get the same gun but have it coded to multiple people or something like that. Uh-huh. I don't know. And how many times does your fingerprint reader have to get you have to tap it to make it work? Does it work perfect every single time? Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But that's so again. So again, you're essentially trying to implement a technology that's not proven a hundred percent reliable. Sure. Right? Yeah. For a tool that's designed, this whole intent is to be needs to be 100 percent reliable mechanically, right? Yeah. So mechanically, the way you know you squeeze the trigger, a hammer pulls back and it strikes against the firing the, the firing pin, yeah. strikes against the the, the the back of the cartridge, which ignites the the gunpowder inside, which expands and then pushes out at a high rate of speed, right? Sure. So you can have mechanical failures in the trigger, mechanical failures failures in the firing pin. You can have a, a misfire round. Where the, the cartridge doesn't, the gunpowder doesn't ignite. Hmm. But those things are tested over and over again for reliability. And there's actually a science behind all that. Right, right, right. So I mean, it's not it's not just unless you're packing your own your own rounds, you're not just randomly doing it. So, so no one to judge dread gun. <laughs> I I can see the long term purpose of it, but again, in the moment of needing to apply it, is yeah. it going to be reliable enough so that you can defend yourself, or are you going to be sitting going? Touching it four or five times, trying to get the, 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 the gun to turn on, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and because again, those four or five seconds while you're trying to do that, you're getting you know you're getting attacked by the uh, the, the assailant, right? Yeah, I guess so. Or I mean, I mean, I guess it, you, in both respects, I mean, if someone like surprise, bang, get, I mean, they can get you no matter what. Right. But uh, I guess what I'm tr- I'm being hopeful in the sense that maybe it can prevent some situations in the sense that. No one will be able to like steal some from somebody else, or you okay, know, to obtain the legal kind of thing. Or you still have. I mean, how do you get rid of the guns that are already in there? Right. That's what I wanted to. It, like, it's, it's, it's an easy, it's an easy demarcation line to go forward with. Yeah. The problem is, you still have decades of other non-registered, mm. non-technologically, you know, yeah. isolated mechanical weapons. Same. Same thing is going to happen when we go to self-driving cars, right? Yeah, self-driving sure. cars are great in concept, but everybody's in a self-driving car. Yeah, yeah. But if you if you have a you know an old Mustang that's not, yeah, you're the variable that everybody can else account for. Sure, it's right? very true. Yeah. Do you think so, there's a way of actually? Do you think we could e- we we could ever get rid of like the guns in America? Do you think that's ever possible? No. No. And it shouldn't be, because. No. Because framed in, in the amendments to our Constitution yeah. is the right of the people to bear arms. Yeah. And again, the primary purpose of that yeah. was the defense of the nation, yeah. whether it be against a foreign adversary or even our own government. Yeah. The, the secondary purpose of that is so you as an individual have the right to defend yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I mean, so, it, hmm. and that's where, that's where every argument that I ever hear comes back to that there's no government permission I need to ask to defend myself mm. or defend my family. 
right? Well, because yeah. that's natural law. We don't stop animals if they're attacked from fighting back. Sure. And go, oh, no, that yeah, dog, yeah, you yeah, yeah. this other dog attack. And if a larger dog's attacking a smaller dog, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> your, your instinct is to help the smaller dog. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because they're not as able to defend them. So there's, there's a, a physical disadvantage, right? Sure. But if that smaller dog was somehow able to be armed or yeah, you yeah. Know, have a weapon yeah. to defend itself against the larger dog, yeah. suddenly that larger dog's not as intimidating to it, right? Yeah, of course. And that's yeah, so perfect. Yeah. You know, I mean, you and I are relatively large people compared to females. Sure. But there's absolutely no reason that women shouldn't be embracing guns. Because yeah. it's one thing that they can rely on to defend themselves against a larger aggressor. Yeah, or jiu-jitsu. Uh, definitely jiu-jitsu. <laughs> every, yeah. every martial art is great up until its point of limitation. True. I can choke out a bullet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, sure you can. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen Penn and Teller catch a bullet in their teeth. It was great. Yeah, yeah see, they can do it. We can do it. So I guess, and then having all of that said, um, then I guess it really does, it's got to come back down to the, the same thing I always say about drugs. I always say that like parents that tell their kids to stay away from drugs because they're bad. I feel like, yeah, that's good. And like, that's, I, I see where you're coming from, but I always feel like that's only ever going to drive someone to investigate a little bit harder mm -hmm. because they're curious about it and they want to know what's going on. Right. Whereas I feel like if the parent actually explained, okay, here's what it is, mate, like try it if you want. I definitely don't recommend that because this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. If it were that way with guns and uh, maybe keeping mentally unstable people in check, that's probably, I guess that's probably the best bet. And it's, because it, it's like, yeah, I mean, it always goes back to the person really, doesn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, I mean, I, if there was, if, if you took a loaded gun mm -hmm. and put it in the middle of an art museum, because everybody likes to be controversial with their art. Yeah. And roped it off so nobody could get to the gun. Yeah. It could sit there for decades mm -hmm. and never kill anybody. Yeah. So, again, it's a tool like any other. Mm -hmm. Right? And a really, you know, cliche, you know, cliche example is I have a ladder. Mm -hmm. I don't need a ladder every single day. Mm -hmm. But when I need a ladder, mm -hmm. I need to have it. Yeah. If I have to go and ask my neighbor mm -hmm. for a ladder, yeah. let's hope my neighbor is home when I need it. Yeah. Because if there's something on my roof that needs to be addressed immediately, yeah. Dying animal, whatever. Yeah. And I need a ladder to do that. Yeah. If I don't have the right tool, I can't solve the problem. I can't sure. I can't fix it. But I should have to wait for somebody else to fix it because now I'm putting greater things at risk. Yeah. Right? So potentially a bad example to compare a gun to a ladder. But again, ladder only has one purpose too. Yeah, it's the it's the principle behind it. And a gun only has one purpose, right? Or you should just learn to jump really high, Jeff. I don't know. I like the rest of us. Well, geez. you know, I'm old and I'm white and I'm fat, so it doesn't work. <laughs> but I want to come back to that. I'm, I know you're looking at this. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I made a comment earlier. Like, you made that weird dog face of... I do that. I about do that. handguns could cause more damage than a, than a rifle, including the AR-15. Yeah. And so let me explain that. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has this misguided idea that you have a rifle, it's way more stronger. It's not stronger. It's more accurate. Okay. The longer the barrel length, yeah. the more accurate your firing will be so you can fire at a distance. Okay. The other thing that most long weapons have is that the barrels, literally this is what I call rifles, because they're, they're rifled. They actually have grooves cut them so the, when the bullet comes out, it spins. And the, long, the more that it spins inside the barrel as it comes out, the more accurate the bullet goes in a straight line. Okay. Handguns, shorter barrel, right? right. If you have some rifling, and this does, the bullet does spin inside as it comes out, but there's less rotation because it's a shorter length. Sure. Handguns are less are really only accurate to about twenty five to fifty feet. 
Okay. Right, in general. They've gotten better. Yeah. But the handguns, the 9mm, right, which is one of pretty much everyone using the old 45. Yeah. They're a much larger round. That, 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 that size, that 9mm and the 45, refer to the size of the bullet, the projectile coming out. That's right. what those numbers mean. Yeah. The AR-15 fires a, a round, which is the commercial version, right, the one that people buy, fires basically a, a 223 round, which is basically the same size as a 22 rifle. Okay. The 22 rifle is what all the kids in the 40s and 50s grew up plinking cans with before BB guns were created. Okay, They're right. very tiny, small. The bullets that people used to stick inside the little tag on their Levi's denim jean jacket, yeah. that's a 22 round. Right. That's the same size that's as the projectile coming out of an AR-15. Wow, that's amazing. Right? So it's not a large round. And the reason the military chose that style of round, yeah, which was originally fired in the... M16, which went to A1, A2, and then it went to the M4, and the AR15 was a, and all the AR series that were basically commercialized version of that, is because it was a more accurate round, and they're smaller, and it means when you're going into battle, you carry less weight. Right. The AK47 fires the same caliber round yeah. that the M60 machine gun fires, a 7.62 millimeter round. It's a much larger round. Yeah. And the larger the round, when it impacts, it creates more damage. Right, right. right. So, the smaller round, better accuracy. Longer rifle, better accuracy. Right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. The, in my opinion, you know, the, the M16, which original M16 had a, a full auto version on it. Yeah. But then they went away to that. They went to a three-round burst because full auto, you just burn through all your ammunition too fast, and you haven't really done much damage because you spray and it just goes. Yeah. And I fired full automatic. That's fun, you know. It's, it's it's a you know, yeah yeah. <laughs> it's a testicle tickler without doubt. I mean, it's major, yeah, yeah. Ooh, but yeah. Um, but a larger round creates a larger hole on impact, a larger hole on if it comes back out. If it doesn't, if you get a big, big cart or a projectile inside you rattling around, with doing a lot more damage to your organs. Right, I see. The smaller see. rounds go in and kind of tend to bounce around, which is why they're more. They can be equally lethal because it's going to come in and instead of coming out it's going to bounce around off your rib cage and bounce another organ but sure. the bigger one's generally going to have an, in, an, in, an entrance wound or an exit wound where it's going to come out and make a large run in the back yeah and then you add in all the different snazzy things about bullets like the hollow points where they come in and actually shred as they come apart and they hit impact and they yeah. open up so it creates a bigger exit wound like a shotgun right. right yeah no or no rifle rounds 9mm rounds that are hollow points yeah right when they hit they actually Pause. Yeah, it, it goes to basically to an hour, and then I have to like reset, re, reset it essentially. But yeah, you have it, folks. That's pretty much it. All right, and we're back again okay, with, so we're, with part we're two. We're talking about the, the rounds and the projectile sizes, right? Yeah, you're talking about a larger projectile coming out of a handgun, which is a 9mm or 45, which are the most common size handguns, for semi-automatic magazine fed. Yeah. And then you get into the revolvers, which are generally going to be a little bit, some about the same size. And the, obviously the big one is the 357 Magnum, the Clint Eastwood one. Yeah. That's much larger rounds, so, right? In the 44 but, Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world or yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's, still a, that's still a magazine cartridge. But anyway, larger larger projectile, larger round is going to cause a larger entrance hole and a larger exit wound, right? So, which makes it 
more could be potentially more lethal depending on where the bullet strikes the target. Mm-hmm. Smaller rounds are designed to be smaller for more accuracy, and then they'll maybe bounce around off the rib cages, but they, but they may not have an exit wound, right. which causes different types of issues. Now you have to remove a bullet. Yeah, and the, the idea is that those they were chosen. That smaller size was chosen. The, the military uses a two two three. They use a five point five six millimeter, which is slightly larger, but it's done for accuracy purposes. Right. And the military version has a, lo- a little bit larger cartridge and a little bit longer projectile, but it's the same, still the same size. Mm-hmm. And it's again done for accuracy purposes and for uh, for weight. So the seven six two that's used on the on the fifty caliber, I'm sorry, the M sixty machine gun is the same size round that was used on the AK forty seven. Right. So, okay. Just just a difference. I mean, so again, the idea that a, a, a AR fifteen is more lethal. Yeah, it's not more lethal. It's going to cause probably less visible damage, maybe more internal, maybe a different type of internal damage. I'm not a, a ballistics expert or a surgeon or anything, but that's you know that it's not going to cause the same amount of internal damage. Usually, those smaller rounds don't have an exit wound, though. Right. Okay. Right. So, but you know the uh, you, know, you mentioned the part about. It's the people, right? So you know, kind of agree that the, the people are the problem. So, sure. so as a well uninformed Englishman here in the United States, that's me. What do you believe the purpose of the NRA is? And I am not a member of the NRA. Sure. Not a member of any of those organizations. But I think that, uh, that this this will kind of show part of the problem that we have in, the, in America today. Yeah. Um, well, I think everybody has the idea that the NRA is a, a sort of at least uh, anybody that's sort of more on the liberal side is their gun-toting like uh, Republicans that want to keep their guns because they just love the guns and they're fanatical about hunt- hunting and killing things and about showing the masculinity. Um, whereas I think from what I do know and what I kind of heard, I could be butchering this, um, but the idea in the actual like regulation side of it didn't come until like later on when a couple of other guys uh, got more involved with that. I can't really remember the name of the guys, but beforehand, um, I can't remember what the actual like original purpose of it was. But it wasn't like what people, most people, think it was for. Right. So, b- before I address, let me ask a separate question. Mm-hmm. What do you? Th- what is the? What does the ACLU stand for, in your opinion? ACLU. Yeah. The ACL is part of your knee. <laughs> That's all. Well, I... <laughs> the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. What What do you What do you think their purpose exists to be? Uh, judging just by the name solely, because I have no other information other than that, it sounds like uh, something something to do with keeping the peace amongst people. You know. Yeah, you're way off. Yeah, probably. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You're about as good as American high school students. Oh, yeah. So, so the the NRA, yeah. and I'm reading off their website, so again, it's, it's a little bit of propaganda, in all fairness. Sure. Claims to be the longest-standing civil rights organization mm-hmm. in the United States. Right. It was founded in 1871. Okay. Okay? So it's been around for 140 years? 140 plus years. Right, okay. Right? So you talk about the idea of, you know, we teach people how to drive a car before they 
are able to drive a car. Mm-hmm. We teach them to, to use it safely. Mm-hmm. But they're really, and there, there, there are now increasingly more mandates for people to, to attend gun training before gun ownership. Right. Or if, and the, the NRA, you know, is, again, I'm not a member. I'm not trying to propag- you know, or, or propagandize one, but their whole purpose was to basically teach people how to correctly use rifles. Right, okay. Right? And, and to use them safely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the most dangerous person is an uneducated person with a weapon. Yeah. So I'd if you agree teach somebody, that. not to not to everyone else, but also themselves, right? Yeah. You know, the, I've been around bladed weapons and swords and knives, and they terrify me because I know I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I can swing my arm around and make it look really cool. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just as liable <laughs> to cut myself as I am to cut somebody else. Right. Same thing with an untrained person with a weapon. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, whether a, a handgun or a shotgun or a, a rifle, it's the same risk. Yeah. Now, if they don't, if they're not taught on how to appreciate what it's there for and what its primary purpose is, mm-hmm. right, then it's, it has a risk of being misused. Right. And so you start talking about how do you raise a culture and why didn't, why didn't we see these problems in the 50s and 60s, right? Mm-hmm. 50s and 60s, kids used to be able to take their guns to school with them. Right. You know, they have the gun rack in the back of their truck. They they actually had they actually had shooting ranges at schools. Yeah. Kids were raised in, in again, mostly in the middle middle part of the country, not in the cities. Right? Yeah, yeah. There were guns around all the time and people were taught how to use them safely. So That's it was a, crazy. there was a different level and layer of guns gun safety and gun awareness that was conditioned and trained into the populace than there is today. Yeah. So now it's ooh, it's big, bad and scary. And again the the, the AR-15 uses a small projectile, yeah, and it uses one similar to a standard hunting rifle that you see, which is not much more than twenty-two. Yeah, right. The 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 look of the gun doesn't make the round more powerful or less powerful. Yeah, what makes the 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 projectile more powerful is the grain count inside the cartridge. Right, if they're all the same size cartridge. Putting it in one gun or another isn't going to change how different it comes out. Yeah. The AR-15 has some features on it that might give it a more accurate shot, yeah. So that you can shoot with more accuracy, but it doesn't make it more lethal, right? Than a regular 22 hunting rifle would be. You're right. So that's the thing that seems to get lost in all of this is that they're demonizing a specific type of rifle, yeah. The same way a lot of people have demonized a specific breed of dog. Ooh, pit bulls are bad. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Dobermans are bad. Rottweilers are bad. Just mm-hmm. in my life, those are the three, you know, every decade there's a new demon dog. It was First it was the Doberman Pinscher, then it was the Rottweiler, now it's the pit bull. And yeah, yeah. It's not the dog. Yeah, it's yeah. the person who raises and trains the dog. Any dog can be made to be hateful and, and, and do bad things, right? Yeah. Guns don't, guns, you know, by themselves don't do anything. Sure. No more than a car parked in the garage does anything. Yeah, doesn't do anything until a person operates it. Mm. So it's it's the there's a a political agenda driving a lot of the nonsense around gun control, in my opinion. Right. I don't know why anybody would be for disarming themselves and becoming more dependent on a government mm. because the government cannot be trusted, in my opinion, to not take advantage of that imbalanced situation in the long run. Right. right? I mean, yeah. it's if, I mean, think about how many 
Think about how many abuses have happened by our government mm-hmm. since September 11th. Yeah. And how drastically more difficult our lives are under the things we're supposed to keep us safe. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, and I say, well, yeah, but we haven't had another terror attack. Well, maybe not that same magnitude. Yeah, not not true. But, yeah. you know, the, but you, know you go into the airports in other countries, you don't have to do the same things, and they're not having the terror attacks as we are. Again, it's not about the process. It's about the intent of the people. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. And so if you're going to go down this path of, oh, we can't have this type of gun, well, where does it stop? Mm. If it's AR-15s first and somebody realizes, well, you know, a shotgun can blow a guy's leg clean off below the knee if you shot him right there. Yeah. AR-15 can't do that. Yeah. We got rid of the AR-15, so why not take the shotguns away, too? Even though Joe Biden, yeah, yeah. who's now Mr. Pro Control, said, best self-defense weapon is a shotgun. I generally agree, because mm. anytime you hear somebody, you know, ratchet a shotgun, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a sound that makes you pucker, right? Yeah, you, sure. That's, that, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a very familiar noise, and you might have seen a movie, and, you know, that's something you don't want to hear. I mean, and again, it, but it sprays un, in an uncontrolled pattern, right? Mm. Buckshot everywhere. Yeah. Which is why it's not a good military weapon. Yeah. Because you don't want to fight with a military weapon up close. Yeah. Right? You want to be able to go. The right. rifles that the military uses are designed for longer range engagement. So you can be safer at a distance. It's, again, it's just an extension of the projectile weapon. Right. Hands to sticks to knives to swords to rocks to yeah. arrows to artillery to, to guns to artillery. Mm. And tanks, all those are a projection, a progression of, of the, the spectrum of, of, of combat where you're, you're putting yourself farther away from your, your enemy mm. in the attempt to keep you safe but be able to inflict harm on them. Yeah. And beyond artillery and tanks, and you have, you have missiles, right? Yeah. So it's the same concept. Yeah. I want to put an a, 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 a impact on you while staying safely away Somewhere away where you can't touch me. Right, exactly. Right? And all this—that's that's just what guns are the natural extension of. They're they're that middle phase of that. Yeah, and um, so going back to obviously the intent of the person, and uh, li- I guess living in a place where a lot of people can be a tad fanatical, what would be a good proponent for maybe trying to educate people better, or like uh, maybe stopping like mentally unstable people from getting their hands on these kinds of things. I, I I think you're talking about how do you fix a society, right? And that's, that's a big, <laughs> yeah, that's a right, big yeah. problem, right? I mean, yeah, it's just sure. not, there's no simplistic answer that you can be giving. I mean, no, I, I don't. I'm not as educated about it as I should be before I talk about it. But you know, there up in I think to like the 50s or 60s, there was this whole process of institutionalizing people who were mentally. Deficient. Sure. Now, I think the problem was that those places weren't well regulated, and so there was a it was fraught with abuse. Yeah. But the pro- the thing was that the, as a as a society, we removed the people from being in a situation where they couldn't. Now, you could say, well, why can't we do it today? I, I mean, there's, there's, I don't know why we've gotten. But I know that somewhere around that time, the 60s and 70s. That whole industry basically collapsed. Yeah. And now they're just all haunted houses for people on, you know, the Mythbuster or the Ghostbuster show. <laughs> we're going to find. Ooh, spend a night in a scary sanitarium where seventy-three people die. Whatever, whatever you know. But yeah, sure. It, it's. But there was a whole not industry, for lack of a better term, but 
uh, that, that whole institution. I mean, we still have mental institutions, but mm-hmm. that's generally done for people who are already committed a crime and we believe are crazy not guilty, right? So we send them there. Yeah. But we very seldom put people into psychiatric care today mm-hmm. without them having committed a crime. And maybe that's because of the funding. I, I don't, like I said, I'm not educated enough to know exactly why that's to say that, but, but that is what seems to be lacking. I don't know if it's a, an issue of funding. I don't know if it's an issue of political correctness, and we just don't want to offend people by saying, oh, this person's crazy, or, again, that it's too ripe with abuse, and there's no way, to, there's no good oversight. I don't know, but it's that whole thing kind of started to erode at the same time a lot of these other problems started to creep back up. Right. right. And then back in the 60s when you were saying that uh, sort of learning how to use a gun, particularly more in like, a, in I guess, mid, what was it, Midwest or so? In the Central. I mean, in the, the Boy Scouts used to, use, they used, they used to use, use guns and archery as part of their process. But yeah, as fun. they got more into the, into the cities, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Were those, did you, is there like a, is there any stats or like a, evidence to show there was a lot less sort of a gun and, or projectile crime, I guess, back then? I don't. I don't know. I mean, and, I, and the the key question that I don't have the answer to is: is it at a ratio? I mean, gun violence as a whole has yeah. been declining in the United States in the last thirty years. Okay, that's okay. It's cool. overall in decline. But the, the the difficulty is that again, there's so much. Uh, con, I would say conjecture or um, anecdotal in, information from those early times because. There wasn't the media and data, you know, collection services like we have right now. Right? Yeah. So, who knows the rate of crime and how many, you know, and mass shootings have gotten worse. Well, okay, I, I'll, I'll agree with that on the surface, but I don't know that I completely, I don't know what I don't know to say. Was it just as bad on a percent basis on a, on a per capita basis because we have yeah. more people now and more people you have more potential for crazy, right? I mean, yeah, just, sure. If there's, if the Percentage of the population, let's just say for simple math, is you know one percent. Sure. And we have now have three hundred thirty million people in the United States. Yeah. That's three hundred thirty thousand crazy people. Yeah. Right. If you only had a hundred million people in the fifties in the United States. Yeah. That's a hundred thousand people. Sure. It's still a lot, but it's a third. I mean, you know, you, yeah, you, yeah, if it scales linearly. Yeah. Then obviously. Then obviously we have more people. And we're in the same contiguous space. The mm. country hasn't physically gotten bigger. We just put more people in it. So now there's more people condensed in the same space than there was 45, 50 years ago. Yeah. So the opportunities for more things to happen are great. And, again, technologies have made a lot of improvements on the effectiveness of firearms. Right, right yeah, yeah. Same way it's made a lot more effectiveness on the use of vehicles, right? Yeah. I mean – the cars have gotten cheaper, or not cheaper, but they've gotten more efficient and cost a lot more. But you could you could never imagine driving 125 miles an hour without the whole car almost coming apart yeah. <laughs> in a standard production vehicle, right? Yeah. Now, pretty much any car you buy, you can probably do that. Maybe not some of the you know lower ones, but you can drive. Yeah. But if you're driving 125 miles an hour and hit something, yeah, it's pretty much even, done. Even in a lighter car, right, compared to the big boats of the 70s where everybody had these large cars, these huge engine blocks. Sure. You could do a lot of damage at a lower speed, but now mm. people are able to drive faster in a smaller car. Yeah. Same amount of momentum, which creates the same amount of, you know, uh, reaction. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I don't know the statistics, no, but I know that gun crimes have been on decline. The other problem is, is that everybody spins things for political purposes and for posturing. Sure. And 
you know, I, a lot of times they do the, the, the counts for gun violence in the U.S. They include things like suicides mm. because they're not they're not filtering out. They're they're manipulating the data to serve their purpose on both ends. Yeah. Right. And we've seen a much larger increase probably since the, the 90s. Right. Of of more aggressive gang violence, not yeah. necessarily gang crime on innocent people, but gang to gang violence. Yeah. And if those are all being done shooting each other mm-hmm. and somebody does a drive by, yeah. think about that in my lifetime, drive by went from being nothing to a real thing. Yeah. Now part of vernacular, everybody knows what a drive by is. So somebody rolls down a street and sprays with their illegally imported machine gun yeah. and kills 10 people. It's yeah. a mass shooting. Yeah. Right? Right. So, yes, the, the quantity of mass shootings has probably increased because of the nature of how the the, the, the random violence is perpetrated, right? Yeah. It's not as if those, we're not categorizing those differently, right? Yeah. And maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. But, again, the root cause of those may be completely different, right? There's, you could say that the gang violence just shows a complete disregard for human life mm. as opposed to somebody who's a little bit mentally ill who's going off on a shooting spree because they want... That's how their means to the end is to get attention. Sure. Right? The gangs, I don't think, are doing that for attention. I think they're doing it to establish their superiority and feed that need of whatever that is. I, don't, I think they're they're serving different purposes in, the, in their minds. Yeah. Not, you know, same results. Not exactly aligned with civil society. Yeah. But that's where we are, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that type of violence has always been around. Yeah. It's just we're so saturated with information now. Yeah. That you know the fact that in Vietnam, the Vietnamese, the Vietnam War, we had fifty thousand people killed in mm. the United States alone. Yeah, and then you go to the Iraq War, and even you know, and you look at the and, and even the projected war since nine eleven, we've had fewer people killed, U.S. Mm. soldiers killed in a longer period of time, even though the weaponry is much more lethal now. Right. But the thing is, every time it was happening, yeah, it was a big deal that, you know, American soldiers getting killed. And, yeah, it's tragic and it's sad. Yeah. But the magnitude of what it is is dramatically different. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I guess it's kind of like when um, somebody, like like uh, when a police, if there's, like, a, an officer that shoots somebody mm-hmm. in, uh, during, uh, like, a, some kind of uh, incident, it's, everybody gets this, a lot of people get this idea that all cops are bad. All of them right. go out and like, but it's they're not giving the whole side of the story, and they're right. also like they're not like you're not accounting for every single other incident where no one was harmed or killed. Right. So the, the the negative is always like right. It's uh, it's, it's, it's a it's a knee jerk reaction to a single data point or a limited data set, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, I actually I saw something I don't when I'm don't remember who did it, and it's it's controversial topic. You know, you, you could piece together the argument. Mm-hmm. That gun control mm-hmm. is this is not my, me saying this. Is what I read, and I, I kind of don't know. I, I don't think I completely agree with it, but it's an interesting view of it. Mm. That gun control laws, yeah, are by their nature mm-hmm. increasingly have have an increasingly adverse effect on minorities in the United States. Mm-hmm. Particularly those that live in impoverished areas, right? That, yeah. that the idea of 
of not being able to defend themselves. Yeah. Because they're living in a in a, an area that's already ridden with crime. Yeah. By taking away guns from law-abiding citizens, you're just creating more victims. And so, right. your your policy with the best of intentions is a little bit. And this is where it kind of it loses me. About, you know, you're, you're supporting the institutionalized racism of it all because now you're just creating another level of victimization of the people who probably need it I the most. I see. And I right. I'm really agree with it, but I, it was an interesting take on that. That you know, and again, it goes back to everybody can spin numbers and manipulate things to serve their purpose and their sure. agenda. But yeah, I yeah. thought that was a unique take that you don't really stop and think about it. But if you if you take a take a minute and go, yeah. Most of the crime that occurs, mm. crime, not these, these, these mass shootings, yeah. the crimes that occur are in, you know, impoverished urban areas. Mm-hmm. And so if you take away the citizenry's ability to defend themselves against the people that are committing those crimes because the police aren't there or, or aren't there enough of them to prevent that from happening, yeah. all you've done is enable the criminals more. Yeah, I see right? what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, and since the majority of the population live in those areas are are generally black or Hispanic, now is your policy basically racist? Hmm. And again, the people who argue about the gun controls, yeah, and wanting to, to disarm people, mm-hmm. again, generally there's a Venn diagram, huge overlap. The same people who are, are protesting against the police force for being corrupt, yeah, and the government. For being, you know, hashtag resist Trump, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but these are the people you're going to say, if, if you take my guns away, if you take all of our guns away, these are the people you're going to say are going to protect us. Yeah, yeah, You don't trust them today while you have the ability to be armed and defend yourself. Why would you give up your... Yeah, your your, Why would you... To, yeah, you have to wait to at least be on, on parity, on some level of parity with them. Yeah. It, it's, again, so it's, it's not a logic-based argument. Yeah. In my opinion, it's, it's a it's an emotional-based plea mm-hmm. for a political agenda that's... I think driven not to reduce crime, it's just to disarm the citizenry. Yeah, I see what you're And saying. then a disarmed citizenry has to be, whether by false choice or coercion, dependent upon the government. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't think the government's the solution for much of anything other than infrastructure and providing national defense. Because again, same category of people that argue against or arguing for gun control, mm-hmm. also arguing for open borders. Yeah. So what point does the government, you know, become anything but this big mother figure that just feeds you stuff as you allow it, but lets everybody kind of roam and do whatever they want? It's, yeah. it's, it's just, it defies logic and defies, you know, the basic principles of freedom that were a framework in the foundation of the United States. So none of it logically makes sense to me. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. That's where it starts to hurt. If you try to apply it from a logical perspective, not an emotional perspective. Yeah. It, it's it's completely incongruent and it's inconsistent in all the arguments. Yeah, uh, I, I guess it's just like it's uh, it, it it these people that you know they want all these things. I mean, that it's they they want like the best case scenario of something that's not really possible, and they don't really know why it's not possible. So I guess they kind of lash out at a lot of other people for not agreeing with them that guns are evil and we should get rid of them. But there's there's a lot of information that's missing before they right. even make the argument. So. And that's kind of why I had to bring you in. <laughs> well, I, again, again, and I, I, again, I'm generalizing, of course, but gun control, mistrust for the police, dislike of the current president and the administration, open borders, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to make a really bad leap to something that's always a conflict. 
but generally that same you know party and that same alignment of people are also very much pro life, right? Pro abortion. Typically, pro, yeah. are, are you know pro abortion, right? Yeah. And, and the argument to make about abortion is, yeah. Well, you don't have to have an abortion if you don't want to. Yeah. Right. Well, they, they're not applying that same logical approach to guns. Nobody's forcing anybody to own a gun. Yeah. But if I want to, mm. don't take away my right to have it any more than, according to their philosophy, if you, yeah. want to, if you believe that abortion's fine, yeah. personal choice, right? Yeah. Then you don't have to have an abortion, but you can choose to. Yeah. Nobody's, so again, apply the same, apply the same logic to the gun control, the yeah. gun situation. Nobody's forcing you to say, okay, Jake, you're 18, here's your gun. Yeah, right, yeah. Dude, no, I don't want to, Don't have a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a choice. Yeah. But don't push that on to everybody else because everybody's situation is unique. Yeah. The person who lives in rural America might need that gun for defense. Yeah. A lot more than the person who lives in a gated community in Brentwood. Sure. Okay, they're not, they're not apples and apples. So yeah, yeah. Why why try and make, a, make everybody a universal... Truth that it's, it's everybody's the same. I mean, it's not. The circumstances yeah, are all the different. Case. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's where I, I I get frustrated because I will entertain anybody's discussion as long as there's a logical consistency. Once the logic is, gets thrown out the window, yeah, and like what? Yeah. yeah. So then, 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 the, then there's no debate because it's now it's purely emotional. Now it's not about facts yeah. and statistics. About how it makes somebody feel. And again, yeah. everybody feels differently. So if yeah, everybody's yeah. feelings are important, and you can choose your gender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like this today. Well, then I feel like having a gun. Yeah. My, my AR-15 identifies as a, uh, as a derringer. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay? <laughs> so my my AR-15 identifies as a spoon. So yeah. now you can't have it. So again, where do we stop this? This logical inconsistencies and these these silly pedantic arguments that we make for everything else when it comes to guns, it's got to be black and white. Got to be yeah. binary. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I think that's re- that was really the whole point of this thing is that it just there's a lot of information people don't take into consideration because they, they wouldn't. There's no way because it's like they don't live in rural America and they come from other countries like me and. I, and uh, it, it's amazing. I see people on Facebook all the time who will like comment on like the the politics of uh, America, and yet they've never set like foot into America. They right. never like, and it's it's amazing how like people will assume to know all this stuff. But uh, I think that pretty much like wraps up everything I could need to know, and any question I had. Unless you want to add more to that, eh, I don't think so. I mean, I. I, I've had this similar discussion with, with friends of my wife who are anti-gun, and sure. fortunately, most of them are the one, the one I have the most discussion with at the behest, you know, the begrudgingly against my wife's sake. She hates it. She agrees. She, she doesn't believe in guns. She doesn't teach any help. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. But again, no one's forcing her to have one. But then don't go out and prevent, try and impose a law that says I can't have one if I choose to have one. Sure. And I think the most important thing is that. It doesn't, it's particularly with America and other places in the world, it's not like they can just be, get. we can't just get rid of them. It's right. It's not going to happen, it seems. Yeah. And even no matter what kind of, there, there's, there can be things I think that will be implemented to maybe right. like help people with, in certain situations right. like a, a school shooting, but it's, it doesn't, like a lot of people think well, there's no laws to actually get rid of guns, period. It's like, no, that's not the case at all. It's like right. people would love to stop mass shootings and they're trying their best right. but it's just real difficult right and the problem you know it, it, it's impossible to have a civil discussion when the the two sides go straight to 
the name calling because if you don't agree with me, yeah, yeah. you must be for killing kids. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, aren't you pro-abortion? So you're pro, you're okay with killing kids, but not when they're before they're born, but when they're born, you can't. So it's just yeah, just consider you know a a a fifty third term abortion. Fifty <laughs> third trimester abortion. Yeah, Jesus. But, yeah. but you know, so again, logical consistency. But the thing it is. It, it, you, you can't the the whole foundation of America was based on individual liberties and individual freedoms sure and that there isn't a one rule that fits everybody other yeah. than, unless, other than just the basis of common side of killing people is bad sure stealing from people is bad yeah. injuring people is bad mm-hmm. right so we have the general is that but so but property owner, private owner, private property ownership, that I own a gun and you don't own a gun, shouldn't be regulated mm. because you don't like it. Yeah. No more than I should be saying, I think guns are great, so therefore you should have to have a gun. Sure. You never hear the reciprocal argument of Yeah, yeah. No that's, that's what I, and it's become so tainted that there is no other side of it. Mm. It's guns are bad, so we shouldn't have guns. Yeah. Well, nobody's forcing you to have a gun. Yeah. You never hear the gun owner saying, Mm, we love guns. Looks yeah. like everybody on a gun. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's just it's 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 fundamentally flawed. It goes against the individual liberty piece, right? Yeah. So the majority of people who are always talking about banning whatever it is, yeah, whether it's guns, books, music, Tipper Gore, um, you know, certain phrases, certain words, whatever it is, it's they're they're forgetting that this whole country, this whole experiment in America was about individual freedoms. Sure. Your ability to worship what you want, to, to have your individual pursuit of happiness, as long as it doesn't impinge on somebody else's. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, we kind of went, glazed over that in a different podcast uh, that, to do with, like, I guess, uh, to do with, like, I don't know, bullying and sensitivity and, like, where yeah. the line was for people. And, yeah, and it, it does, it does it kind of comes down to just everybody's like I mean America yeah, like you said it was built on right. everybody's right to do what they want right. which I don't think is always necessarily a good thing because people kind of suck but yeah but if you, and we, we tried it yeah. we tried we tried a constitutional amendment to ban something we banned alcohol mm-hmm. and all it did was create More. a black <laughs> no it created a black market yeah that was then taken over by the criminals right and, yeah wait and this so is the same right, thing yeah. so the same thing you saw with prohibition in the like 1910s to 1930s time frame, whatever that time was. It's the deal with Al Capone, right, or something? Well, I mean, among others, yeah. yeah. They, the Kennedy family made their money as, as as rum runners. They made their money. Right. The you know John F. Kennedy's grandfather was a a a, a bootlegger. Yeah. So, and it's a very good one, other than one. So, <laughs> but the idea is, you know, we tried it, it failed, mm. made it increased crime, yeah. and violence, right? yeah. And we got rid of it, yeah, and made it available. And now we just have a different problem with alcohol because of drunk driving. We, and we've done things to address that. We've made stiffer penalties, more consequences. Sure. But we did. So we didn't try the same approach with drugs, with like marijuana. We banned marijuana. Mm-hmm. Didn't solve the problem, did it? Yeah. So how do we? Th- I mean, at what point do you stop learning lessons to go? Well, you think banning guns is really going to make it different? Yeah. Didn't work with alcohol. Really hasn't worked with most of the drugs. I mean, not stopping them from happening. Yeah. Not saying that all drugs should be legal, but if it was controlled and taxed and regulated like, you know, liquor was. Sure, yeah. Liquor's there. I mean, it's, you yeah. know, so, and guns have been there all along. Same kind of thing. Yeah. And I guess in a sense, it's almost like we're not 
We're just avoiding looking at our own problems and blaming it on guns. Right. I mean, because the last 30 years, American society has been, the individuals have been blameless. Mm-hmm. Nobody can be at fault. There's always something else that's caused it. Sure. And I, I, I don't grasp individual, along with individual liberty comes individual accountability. And sure. we've lost that as a country and as a society in, in, in the U.S., and that's part of the problem is we can't hold individuals accountable for it. Yeah. We do it for things like drunk driving. Sure. The drunk driver is responsible for that, not the car. Yeah. But was, every time there's a shooting in the United States, it's the gun, not the, not the shooter. Yeah. Why the, Why is it different? What is the fundamental difference? So if I kill 20 people with something other than a gun, mm. if I was really effective butcher with an axe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went on a chopping spree and, you know, kill 20 people in a mall with an axe, yeah. are you going to talk about banning axes? Yeah. can't go down to Home Depot and buy an axe. Yeah, yeah. It, it's ludicrous because it's not going to work. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's and not. it's so it's just this. I think there was a George Carlin line. A lot of the stuff that we've done in America, are, are the laws that we made, are to give the illusion of safety to a bunch of cowardly white people. Sure. <laughs> and that was his. I mean, so I'm yeah. paraphrasing poorly, but that was his line, and it was so classic. But everything we endure at the airport under the illusion of safety. Hmm. Giving up our freedoms, giving up our liberties, yeah, under this false pretense that mm. the government has said, "Here's what we need to do," and it's just yeah. increasing the nanny state level of government oversight into our daily lives. Right, and it's it, it doesn't make sense. And there's, no. I think there's no long-term logical outcome that seems to be in the individual's best interest. Yeah, no, absolutely. It just seems to be uh, like a shortcut to trying. Make everything seem like it's okay yeah. when uh, realistically there are obviously problems that aren't being addressed. But yeah, that longest yeah. podcast ever actually is. Yeah, you, you are know. the longest one. It's so no far. John Danaher yeah. podcast. I admit that. <laughs> no Rogan Danaher. Not yeah, not today. Boy, oh boy, that's good. Thanks, Jeff. Bye-bye. So, I hope you all like the podcast as it's the first of quite a few, and hopefully more if everyone's on board with it. I'd like to give a special thanks to Jeff for joining me and sharing his time and information on the topic, which blew me the fuck away, and hopefully gave you some nuggets of information to walk away with and impress all your mates. Uh, If you liked what you heard, stay tuned. I'll be releasing more episodes weekly, or at least I'll try to make it weekly. And if you have any ideas for topics you want to hear, feel free to leave a comment. I'll do my best to make it happen. Till then, peace out, everybody. See you soon.